Hello and welcome to the Be United podcast. Fee is an inspiring, creative, raised in both Nigeria and Scotland, and now is based in Edinburgh. A self-published poet at 19 years old, Fee regularly performs her poems at slams and poetry readings. She looks to show the nuance of her experience as a black woman and more. Her poetry covers different aspects of life, the colors and grays. Find her at FaxFeen on IG, that's F-A-K-S-F-I-Y-I-N. And please purchase her book Aphrodite, available on Amazon Kindle. Stay connected, it's time to unite. the most beautiful, <laughs> talented singer, songwriter, and poet, Fien. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Very, very excited. And that was really nice welcome, so thank you. Of course. You have a beautiful name. And so I want you to tell everybody your full name. Full name. Okay, so it is Fien Fuluwa Oinkosola Fakune Ajoke. And that's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Um, so you told me that your paternal grandparents can add their name to your name, their last name to your name or family name. Um, yeah, I, it's interesting, actually. I've, I'm not quite sure where Ajoka comes from. I'm not sure who has it. But I, from my understanding, it was my paternal grandmother who yeah. was like wanting to smack that in the end of my name. Yeah. Um, so like my sister has my paternal grandmother again as her mm. like middle name and things like that so yeah i think it just makes the grandparents feel included in the process okay <laughs> so coming from nigeria you were about 11 years old and you exactly. said you came over because your mom was doing her master's degree exactly yeah so my mom was doing a master's at Edinburgh university and um she had done a top-up degree in england got into edinburgh and decided to bring the kids along so me and my sisters moved with my mom to scotland yeah and what was that like? Do you remember when you first came mm. here? Like, what were your first thoughts? I, I, the first word that comes into my head is like exciting because, you know, I lived in Nigeria all my life and it was great. You know, friends, family was there, really comfortable life. Um, so, and I traveled to the UK, like my parents are quite well traveled. So they made sure we traveled from a young age. Um, but it was just interesting, like, you know, what would that be like? to move to a different country and I think there was probably a bit of fear of having to you know start over again because I was almost going to secondary school I already had people I was friends with having yeah. to do that all over again was kind of intimidating but I think yeah the idea of going to go live in like Scotland or the UK somewhere I didn't really think of as apart from as like a holiday destination was yeah I think I was fascinated yeah. but scared at the same time yeah i mean it's one thing like going to a new school in yep. the country that you live in but yep. moving to a completely different country must yeah. have been quite yeah. intimidating very i mean i think um i mean i grew up watching like disney channel and stuff like that so i thought oh, yeah, maybe <laughs> i have you know an idea of what it would be like but it was it wasn't what i thought it would be right but, yeah, it was interesting to go through that process i think you know, reflecting back, I was just very open to it. I'm wanting right. to be accepted. I think I remember that a lot, wanting to fit in and just, you know, make the most of it. Um, 
so yeah but it was <laughs> there was like expectation reality yeah mm-hmm. so the official language in nigeria is english it is followed mm-hmm. by uh so we have three main languages for the three main ethnic groups so yoruba which where i'm from then we yeah. have Igbo, so they are people from the east and then we have hausa so there's people from the north but they are dialects within those languages, right? Yeah. And there's many dialects. There's many yeah. dialects. So oh, I think I'm probably not going to get this completely right, but there is definitely over 200 ethnic groups in Nigeria. Right. And then imagining like they have their own language as the general language, and then different regions will have different dialects of the language. Because you also have places where, um, for example, like you're about how to interact, and you have places where different people mix. So inevitably, like that some Yoruba will sound like a different language, some languages mm-hmm. sound like a different language. So yeah, it's really interesting. And I think I'm sometimes worried that that's getting lost because we don't see the yeah. value, the cultural value in that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different languages, a lot of different dialects. Yeah, so you know, in Nollywood, mm-hmm. um, do you think some of those languages are expressed through film mm-hmm. or more so it being an English speaking mm-hmm. film? Interesting. I think my experience of Nollywood is currently what I've been exposed to, like what I've watched, it's all in English. Um, the only time like a native language is used is in terms of, you know, if, like a grandmother's talking or somebody's insulting oh, somebody and things like that. You know, it's like when somebody's annoyed that they'll just speak in their mother tongue yeah. and then resort back to English when they're proper. And I think that's really important because it almost creates like a social disassociation with your language Mm. because it feels like you want to use your language in negative you know aspects and then you use english when you're trying to be proper and nice but you use your language when you're trying to insult or you're trying to reprimand someone or it becomes informal yeah exactly so i mean for me i've been interested in the fact that you know probably when i was younger i just saw the language as Oh, this is what you know some a parent says when they're annoyed or something like mm. that you know and it's too intimidating it feels intimidating um and i think that probably causes just dis- disruption and wanting to engage with that language but yeah. being a bit older now and realizing you know this that language has philosophy that language has culture that language is so rich like especially yoruba it's very much made up of proverbs so there's a lot of different types of proverbs in there okay. you know and just they're not all bad. Some of them are for wisdom, some of them are for patience, you know, different kinds of things like that. But I think when, you know, if Nollywood reinforces, you know, English when you're chummy chummy, everything's nice, and native language when things are bad, kind of mentally is causing that association, even if we're not conscious of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think Nollywood is doing a brilliant job though, bringing, exposing people to Nigeria, the reality of it, you know, we don't. People aren't living in huts, even though, you know, living huts is fine for people who enjoy that, you know, line of life. But, you know, people see skyscrapers. I mean, for me, it's very fascinating when you yeah. come here and people are like, oh my goodness, you're from Africa. Are there, like, do you have Wi-Fi? I'm like, what? Do you- How do you speak English? Yeah. And I'm like, well, <laughs> colonized nation, but you know, we just, we just right. it up. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, they mm-hmm. think that English can't possibly be an official well, you must be French, right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just, yeah. I mean, people tell me, oh, you must have been born here. And I'm like, no, right, I exactly. speak English because that is the language that I was predominantly taught in. And yeah. I was even in Nigeria, right? And, you know, 
I don't know, it's interesting to me because I'm thinking, do people think that, oh, their English is so special that, you know, Africans took the, you know, ha- took on the burden of learning it. But I'm like, no, it was a survival mechanism. Right? Right. Like people learned it not to be in trouble with, for example, when it was heavily colonized, be in trouble with whoever was above them. Mm. You know, it was in schools, really the agenda was, you know, my grandparents' era especially was take out the language from these people when they lose that language when it's english that they only have that's the only tool of communication then you can know what they're saying you can know what they're planning you can reshape their mindset because i think language really shapes your mindset and shapes your culture and your understanding of yourself Mm. so it's like when you take that away and you give somebody english who has no you know cultural or biological root in that language it's foreign to them so if the outside were the same but this is what you need to do they'll abandon whatever you know their language and stuff is telling them and just go for that so it's really sad that it was you know systematically pushed out and now people i think are trying to go back to it though i think there's been a i mean i think yoruba is one of the official languages of like brazil or something like it's yeah people are really really recognizing it's i think there was a british council report that was released that you know was saying that essentially that British people are becoming monolinguistic and in the next couple of years there's going to be such a big disadvantage and these are the languages to learn and funny enough the Nigerian languages were on there you know and that's stuff right. people don't even talk about like Yoruba, Hausa, Igbo I believe were all on there it's a really recent report I think 2019 um, but it's like the West sees the value of our language they see the value of our culture but in the wider mainstream society that's not the image you're getting that's not the value that's not the experience that you're getting from them it's oh africa is suppressed and needs help all the time you know mm. disrupted da, 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 da. they don't have anything whereas they're out here telling their people you need to learn their languages you need to do this you need mm. to do that so it's yeah it's always language is a very interesting i want to say tool um yeah it's a very interesting tool that can use to either empower you or disempower you right <laughs> Like, you, you like pull out all these different <laughs> talents. I'm like, shit, I can't keep up with you. No, I mean, I think I've always been an adapter. So I like doing things, like picking up things real, really quickly, especially if I like enjoy them. So um, yeah, those are just things I encountered and then I was like, oofed. Yeah. Let's try it. Yeah, <laughs> Let's yeah. see where it goes. But yeah. Totally. So do you use Instagram to sort of try and showcase your talents and... What has the response been? Oof, good. Um, so yeah, I think Instagram, like anything, it's a tool that can be used either way. But for me, it's been a great platform for, you know, publishing, publishing but putting my work out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, from the last poem I actually did, you know, one of my friends who I haven't spoken to in ages, but he's in a band, he does his own thing. He just contacted me. And he said he wants to make a lo-fi, like a neo-jazz lo-fi song with my poem. So I worked with him, you know, wrote the piece a bit longer and now he's working on that away. And, you know, he's going to put it out at some point, maybe tonight oh, or something cool. like that. But, you know, it's, if I never put myself out there, like that kind of thing would never happen. Yeah. So for me, I really see for my professional side in terms of working or, you know, poetry, music, that kind of, I see Instagram is perfect because you can reach so many people across the world. And, you know, you really get a sense of community. You can build that if you really want. Um, so, yeah, I think it's perfect for 
building up that pro like professional profile of this is a space where I put out my music. This is a good space where you can come talk to me. Like I mean, I've had people who I have no idea who they are, you know, reach out to me and we just chat for ages, you know, and they'll be like, oh, I really like this poem. I really like that, that, that. And then we get into sometimes we even get into their lives, and I'm like, oh, you know, it gets quite deep. But I enjoyed that because you know, for me, it's like, wow, somebody I don't even know just heard a piece and just ran with it and yeah. took them somewhere else. And for me, that's so beautiful. Um, to always hear that like that just makes me feel more than honored because you know I don't know them um, but they've mm. been able to relate in such a deep way and if it helps them that just makes my day so yeah, yeah I think Instagram can be a bit crazy on the like body image mental health side it can be quite destructive so right. I tend to be a bit more private in terms of my personal self but in terms of being like the poet the dancer the singer whatever like mm. very very happy with that platform and like being able to use that when you say dance, what type of dance are you into? Um, so I mostly do freestyle, but I guess it's kind of hip hop slash robotics slash there's different things. Um, it's like, do I free promo myself? I'm like, yeah, so at facts me, um, go check me out. No, but like, <laughs> course, I, don't, it's, I think, um, I'd watched like, it's really, what's the movie called again? Um, Save the Lost Dance. No, not that one. Street dance no what's the one with moose in it oh my gosh this is horrible i know this movie franchise anyway movie franchise about dance it's like hip-hop people step up step up yes uh. oh yes step <laughs> up. so i'd watch that i think yeah that's what it's called and yeah it is step up with moose and people like that i just the way they could just express themselves right without words you know that just blew me away um so i would just make random movements <laughs> mm -hmm. um and then one day you know i had this PE teacher who was really lovely at my school she was like yo i'm doing a dance club like you should come along check it out i was like yeah sure so i went and yeah i went from there kind of dancing dancing um that was fun but i never did it you know i never went to a dance studio or like did it professionally or anything yeah. and sometimes i do regret that but i think you know i have time if i want to do that kind of thing but it's it's weird because I feel like the dance, just like the poetry, is sometimes a personal private thing because it's so cathartic for me. It's so stress relieving for me that sometimes I don't want to share it because I'm like, okay. you know, it makes me, it's like self relief. I don't want to yeah. feel like I have to perform for people, you mm. know, like if I dance in my room and nobody's there and I'm like right. having the best time, but whenever I dance in front of people, like it'll still be the same good quality dance, um, but you know, it feels not like everyone's like, oh, you're the dancer, you have to show up yeah. and do well. Sometimes we're like, I don't want to do that, but it's, yeah, I think I'm finding a balance between doing it for like posting stuff like that and then also self-therapy kind of. You seem to have a good balance between social media and just, you know, everyday life. Um, yes, you post on social media and you allow people to see your yeah. craft and your art, mm -hmm. but you don't also spend all your time scrolling. You you said you would go on for two days and yeah. then be done with it. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, me, um, I think, I, let me think back when snapchat when i was still on snapchat and you know snapchat streaks were things so that was you have to keep messaging people and then you know the days rack up and people be like how many streaks are you on um i just i think this is when i was like 15 or 16. i just got to the point i was like i'm tired of this like i don't know i don't this isn't adding value to my life so i decided yeah. to cut that off 
just for I think 48 hours and the relief I felt you know not having to check my phone every five minutes um and not having to feel like I have to be on demand for people all the time yeah, and so switched totally. on to their demands um doing that really helped me because I think now sometimes you know my friends would tease me that I'm the worst replier but when I reply it's good conversations so they can't right. get rid of me yeah. you know like if but it's because I, you know you can't be on demand for every single person all the time yeah. because then when you have time for yourself so I mean I every day I always try and keep that balance because I know that if I tilt into the side of social media like it's just you can it, get lost in you there. get so lost and you can spiral yeah. you can spiral so for me it's actively asking myself what am I lo-? like I'll say to myself like oh what are you doing <laughs> like yeah. what are you looking at right now and if I if it's nothing I'm just like okay down mm. like even now my phone my notifications are every single notification is off. News, everything is off. And I've been right. doing it for three days because before I had like partial notifications, but I would still get stuff. One day I was yeah. like, no, I'm gonna switch it all off and see how that goes. And yeah. for me, it's been great. Like, mm. <laughs> I'll probably get to the point I'm a hermit, <laughs> yeah. never look at a phone. But I think when I detach and not necessarily even like meditate or do anything, but even just detaching from the phone and like reading or doing something different, I come back and I feel refreshed. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes I'm on my phone like 3 a.m., you know, typing because I just watched a documentary on Netflix that was amazing. And it was 3 a.m. and I just, you know, typed a bunch of stuff about it because I was like mm. feeling passionate. So it's not like I'm this like guru that knows, you know, 5 p.m., phone is off. But right. I try to do it when I feel, I don't feel trapped by it. When I know mm. I can walk away. I think when you're conscious of, I can walk away from this phone at any point, mm. then, you, then you have the power. Then totally. Power. Totally. Because our phones are really an extension of ourselves Mm -hmm. you know i personally cannot live without my phone in terms of everything is on there emails whatsapp the bus app you know (laughs) they've got us they've caught us they've really caught us but um yeah i was having this conversation yesterday with someone about how important important it is to disconnect because this Mm. constant stimulation is not good you know because you wake up you look at your phone then mm. you go on your laptop and you do work then you have a zoom call mm. then after your day you watch tv wow. yeah. and then you know when are you really giving your brain time to just mm. chill out for mm. a little bit and mm. yeah it's so important just to mm. disconnect from the matrix Def- oh Def- such a matrix (laughs) i completely agree i mean i think also the hustle culture of you have to be switched on every day hustle all your life yes right i'm like team no sleep literally i'm like what is that like you know we're meant to rest i mean when you sleep that's when you're doing your best yeah that's when your brain is your body's healing itself your brain is able to recategorize things if you're a student trying to remember things they tell you sleep and it feels so you're counterproductive because you're like no i need to take in as much as i can but no, mm. your body's like, no, you need to yeah. rest so that I can do what I need to do. Right. Because the things your body is doing when it's awake are different from when it's asleep. And you need both of those things. Right? Totally. So it's, uh, I don't know. I think, yeah, I'm exposing myself a bit more to like the biology of our bodies and like things like that. Just to even understand, you know, the consequences and the positives of doing different things. Um, mm. And I think if more people did that, like we would, it would be better. I don't know. Yeah. But the constant, you're right. The constant like feeding us is... Uh, scary sometimes right exactly yeah i I see those quotes on twitter like Mm. 
yeah when you sleeping i'm working good for you, you. good for you I, i'm gonna be sleeping still exactly <laughs> they're like oh, i've already got three hours a night i'm like that is not good right that's really dangerous you're running on very thin yeah. like ice <laughs> Definitely. You know? you know, some sometimes you do have to do a three hour True. sleep and whatever, but not every, every single night. day. Like when are you gonna have time for you? Yeah. So when you wake up, you know, one day mm. when you're older and you look back at your life mm. and you think, Oh, the only thing I've done was work. work? Yeah. There's so much more to life. There's so much more. And I think we're in an interesting era where, you know, the in the companies the corporations that are so used to getting people coming into them to work and just work 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 retire die yeah and not having to face kids like me who are like but what am i getting out of life yeah when i look back <laughs> on life why do i why should i work for you right you know and it's like i'm so you control my time like right. i think you know what like i i think it's just yeah they're gonna face a dilemma with kids being like i want control of my time and I still Hopefully. want to make money, so I don't know how they're going to handle it, but um, we'll Hopefully see. we can move towards a four-day weekend. That would be so yes. nice. Not a four, three-day. Oh, three-day three day weekend, yeah, yeah. four-day working week. That would be yeah. lovely. I mean, from what I've read, it works, so why not? Exactly. Why not? Because I always say that, you know, Friday doesn't count hmm. as the weekend. And Sunday... Mm, you spend you, half of the getting ready for Monday. Exactly. <laughs> so really, you only have Saturday. Yeah. And that's not much of a mm. a weekend. So, so you know, we really need longer breaks. Yeah. Um, and so. not just for like, oh, we want to like run around and have fun, because that is important. But just to even realize there's more to life than just yeah. being plugged in all the time. Exactly. And I think, like people get so desensitized to that, right? Like you just every day, every day, every day. And that's not how we're meant to live. Mm. It really isn't how we're meant to live. In my opinion, anyway. So <laughs> Yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm the most alive mm. when I travel and yeah. when I go to other parts of the world mm. and see how people are living. And yeah. I freaking love talking mm. to locals wherever yeah. I go. Mm. It's so cool just to see what their life is yeah. like. And you're enriching yourself, right? Yeah. It's such a beautiful symbiotic relationship where you've come in you're plugging money into their economy you're plugging into their culture yeah and they're able to give back to you in terms of you're receptive to them you want to know and then you carry that gift so if you go into a space where anybody ever like talks rubbish about that community or that group you could be like whoa 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 yes have you spoken to the locals right have you met the people that i've met the people there yeah and then that ripples out exactly if we all just stay in our bubbles <laughs> we don't know what's happening in somebody else's bubble and we're not able to empathize with them if like something goes wrong or something we just ignore them and just mm. press on because we don't want to make a fuss we don't want to do anything wrong we just carry on in you know our bubble but, yeah yeah if people traveled i mm. think they'll have a different perceptions of a, a different perception excuse me of mm. a lot of people mm. i will tweak that a tiny bit can i yeah go if ahead people travel with the right mindset they will mm. because when you have people traveling with the i'm superior english is the only language i'm ever going to speak on it i don't care about the environment i don't care about the beach i'm just gonna true, party i'm gonna trash true. it that's they, you true. know you know the that people going to like true. bali bora bora be like oh my goodness such a like ex- 
life experience. Yeah. So what did you contribute yeah. to that economy? Did you no, clean up the beach after yourself? So, I guess it's because hmm. I'm just speaking from my own experience yeah. and the way that I travel. Yeah. But you're absolutely yeah. right because you have people that travel. That's just... can you speak English? <laughs> Honestly, I'm like you can't even say hello in that language. Like. It's fascinating. Yeah. It really is. Or just going to a country and not really immersing yourself Mm. in the local life. Or just staying in the resort or just staying in a hotel or, you know... Yeah, you don't... It depends on on you. But I completely agree with your method of traveling. Like, I think it's because, like, I've met people who do think like that in terms of, Oh, Fia, I went on holiday and didn't even speak English. I'm like, you can't even speak French, love. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm completely of the mindset. You go there, you try just immerse yourself a bit not yeah. to force yourself on them but like be part of it but meeting people who are like they didn't even speak english me and i'm like did you speak their language right. did, did you, you make try? that effort did you try yeah, did exactly. you just see them as like minions that you that are doing your bidding right no as human beings who are just trying to make a living but also yeah. can enrich your life exactly mindset is very important <laughs> do you have any future plans to um well not so much future plans but mm. if you could jump on a plane tomorrow if Ooh. if this pandemic was not a thing <laughs> where would you be going Oofed. well i mean i have someone so probably there first because that's where my mind is most yeah. so probably finland um well because it's gorgeous but also because like my boyfriend's out there so um that would be the first place yeah. that my ticket is going but if anywhere, 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 um, I think Tanzania or Senegal, mm. I've never been, but I would really like to explore them. Or like Cape Verde or something. Right. Like some, a different African country to where I'm from. Yeah. And just get that experience of being yeah. there. I think that would be so cool. Like that's, that's, that's my next big like thing. Cause yeah. I'm just telling my parents, no, we have to have like a trip in Africa. We can't just be doing Europe all the time. You know, there's places to see in Ghana. Oh my goodness. Accra <laughs> looks like that. Obviously, you know, I'm just getting snapshots of what it is, but to go there would be amazing. How did you meet your boyfriend? Um, so we met at, uh, it's like cliche, right? Like we met during Freshers at uni. So we came in at the same time. And then I don't even know how we got talking. I, I he remembers like clearly, but I was like, I was like, who are you? Mm. Um. Anyway, we got talking, and then he was kind of like, oh, I want to do this like music performance. Do you want to do it? And for I never tell people like when I meet them that I sing or do any of that. For some reason, I told this boy, and then he was like, yo, we should you know play music together. And I was like what no but i agree he convinced me i agreed and we ended up doing a song from la la land at like performance so um yeah that was like the free music kind of brought us together oh that's so sweet so, and it was really funny because when we performed like people were like how long have you guys been performing together i was like i met this guy three oh, days ago beautiful. so you know it's really it's really beautiful like yeah. starting stuff and yeah, it was funny because somebody that was in the crowd took a video of us and I later on became friends with that girl. She was like, I just rec- realized you're the girl from the video on my phone. Right. And I was like, what video? And then she shows me and I was like, that's hilarious. So um, yeah, we kind of met like that. Um, and yeah, it was, I was kind of surprised because for me, it's like, I didn't, I went to uni thinking not really interested in dating anyone. I mean, at mm. school I was like, boys, I was friends with guys a lot more. so. I just saw guys as like, I don't know. They're more straightforward than girls. 
and yeah, I was yeah. able to relate to them more. So for me, it's like, I'm just, you know, if I make friends, it's great, you know, it's mm. fine. Um, so I always feel like it came knocking on my door when I didn't expect it. And then I was kind of caught out by it. And then, you know, slowly but surely learning to embrace it. Because also mm. like, you know, as a black person, as a black woman, it's like, Mm. excuse me <laughs> you know like that kind of yeah there's the whole perception of interracial relationships and things like that but i mean for me it's like when there's communication when there's understanding when there's love i think you really can get past it mm. because you know i would have people challenging me like well you know you hate black men and i'm like oh. have you met me right you know what i mean and what i say is that first of all i don't have to justify who takes like who i love to yeah. you because you are not like at the end of the day i'm the person who has to deal with that person right yeah. i'm the person who potentially can live with that person do everything so for me for somebody feeling like they have rights over that just, yeah. it's just a weird concept right and then i feel like if you why would i remove love from my life because of your external perception of me mm. so i will be unhappy because you don't like what I'm doing. You don't like what yeah. I'm doing to close your eyes. Like, you know so what I mean? Mind your business. So mind your business, sir. But you know, <laughs> I have people challenging me like, oh, interracial relationships never work. They always break down. The families will hate each other. They'll make you a whole thing. And I'm like, it's fear speaking. You know, yeah. I'm happy that I'm bold enough to stand in it because you know, I was saying to him once, like if I wasn't sure about this, like we would have been done a long time ago because right. the like stuff I've, the mini stuff that, you know, I've faced with people being like, you know really coming for me and things like that sometimes it hurts because i'm like why can't you trust that i yeah. know what i want and right you, you meet exactly. me you know you meet me and like you know like what i'm like and why can't you trust that i've chosen someone based on who i am and Ooh, who and that person me? is right for you is right for me yeah. right like people are so hesitant to be like oh no nah, it has to be mm -hmm. and i celebrate i mean my parents beautiful black couple i celebrated but the thing is i'm not convinced that if it's two black people it's just gonna be happy because i've seen from like from my experience black couples who separate black couples who are toxic black couples who do the most and i've seen yeah. beautiful black relationships like my parents so my understanding of relationships and love is it's the merit of the people not right the skin not color. the skin color that's an added benefit if i you know if i met a black guy who's you know had the characteristics of my boyfriend and extra plus he's black even great but he isn't and i can't fault him for that and i can appreciate him for that and his lived experience and yeah. what he brings to my life so for me when people are like oh you know no, no, no. i'm like well what's the merit of that person's character mm. what are they doing in their community what are they doing to learn because also you meet different types of black people let's be real yeah. let's be very honest um so for me i'm like i mean ugh, yeah i've had different kinds of experiences but for me it's i'm looking at the merit of your character i mean the first mm. time i met this guy um i had like a horrible experience you know and he was the only one in a crowd of like we were in a group of people and i kind of walked out because i you know i won't go into too much but i had like a long night and it was just really bad right. and he was the only one who came barely still barely knew me cooked me dinner like got me to bed was yeah. making ginger tea for me bring it up i was like okay <laughs> you know <laughs> i need to be you know i can't be like um oh, but push him away mm. because of, it's just like my right. head, that doesn't make any sense yeah so and so far so good i mean i'm not gonna say it's been easy it's been hard sometimes yeah um, no relationship is easy exactly so. right so for me it's like it's i always say the same like it's raw and it's like so real and it's not like 
those Instagram relationships that people see. Um, <laughs> which is what I love because you know because I remember once he was like oh I'm sorry that like I don't post about you because my friend and I were talking and the girls like I was like don't I, I don't right. I was like I don't post you I posted him once for like our one year but apart from that like right if you don't if you're not in my life you wouldn't know that's, that's right and know? that's such a weird it's a, I don't know indicator of a good yeah. relationship if someone's posting about their significant other and um, what you said earlier about um, people saying, oh, you hate black men, are mm. the same people that will say, you hate black men. Yeah. Oh, but your babies will be, be so, so cute. They'll have like the curly hair and the, and I'm like, yeah. So I choose to not be confused by people's confusion and decide my path. Like for me, personal responsibility. I have chosen mm. this. I will take that personal response, that burden. It's not an easy thing. You know, I have to just obviously, I don't think about it too much because I'm still quite young, but like if I have kids with this person, how, what am I doing to make a world where, you know, they feel safe, Right. where they feel, because I know that, you know, if I have kids with this person, like both cultures are going to be represented. We've talked about that and stuff like that. But for me, it's like, how do I create a world, even in a small way, that is going to be open-minded to them mm. and also not feel like it needs to shape them. And more importantly, even if the world stays the same, let's say the world is just horrible and stays the same as it is now, yeah. even though we're progressing, what am I teaching myself in terms of philosophy, in terms of self-regulation that I can pass on to my kids so that even if the world is rubbish outside, their inside is beautiful, their mm. inside is strong, and that is what I can give them. Mm. That's the most important thing. And that's why I spend so much time working on myself, you know, regulating my social media, doing all these things, because then I can, that's what I can pass on to my kids. And that's what I've realized, you know, watching, because. I would really watch parents, you know, couples as a kid and realize that now. And I think that's probably why, you know, I'm in it, like a good relationship because I understand that like, there's some things that just won't work. Even with people who are married, you know, when you see people interacting, you're like, mm. you know, that kind of thing. So for me, it's like, if one person isn't building and the other person isn't, there's frustration because imbalance. Both people are building and they're working together. That's nice. Yeah. But if they're competing, that's horrible. You know, and just looking at those things and realizing that my value doesn't come from him or even being in this relationship, it adds to it, but it's not everything. Right. So, however, if I have kids, like by whatever means, I want to be able to pass on to them inner strength, that kind of thing. That's what I'm focused on. So, okay, yeah, they're black, and I would teach them about that, but I don't want them to think that's it because mm. I think black people think it's just pain, 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 pain. And that's part of it, but there's so much joy. There's so much love. There's so much culture. There's yeah. so much to be. It's so rich that it really, you know, sometimes I'm like, we even need to get out of our own heads to understand ourselves and to accept ourselves better because mm -hmm. that's when we heal. Because sometimes I'm like, do we like the pain, you know, and do we thrive in that? And it's just, you know, because society tells us black people are always in pain. But for me, it's, yeah, how are you? That personal responsibility element is really strong for me to understand that I need to be okay with what I'm doing. And if I can pass that on to them, perfect. But, you know, I always see it in them, if they come out as black as me or blacker, yes. Yeah, oh, good. You know good. what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, he, he knows what I look like, so it's not his pride. Right, like, you know, exactly. So his family knows what I look like. They're all great and lovely. So for me, it's like... Yeah, and it, it really depends on really people's depends. families. Yeah, some families may not want their child exactly. to date outside of their race. Mm. Um, even but, black, black or white like, right yeah. exactly especially i think the thing is i think black people we don't realize how conservative we can be sometimes you know with being open-minded to other people um 
yeah we can be sometimes probably. but i mean i th i think that's a survival mechanism i don't think that's because we set out to be anything i think that really is because people have taken advantage of us people have abused us for such a long time that right. now we're just like we have to protect ourselves and when you're bringing in someone and because these are a lot of things that i think about i think when people meet me and they maybe find out about him and stuff it's they think oh you're just this this and this but i'm like mm. you don't understand the thought process i've had to go through the process of being okay with being with a mm. white person and understanding what that means you know mm. because i think people always be like oh you don't know what that means and i'm like no you'd be surprised how much you know internal thinking i have to do before i even let this even get to where it's at yeah and for me i'm like if there was, I'm thinking, if there was no racism, well, would I want to be with this person based on the merits of their character? Absolutely. Yeah. They're fantastic. So for me, it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it coming over. And I was like, oh, holy no. shit. I just got such a fight. Damn. Sorry. Where there was I? a pigeon. A huge a pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> I was intrigued. I really got such a big fight relationships are great and i hope that in the future interracial relationships yeah. will just be seen as relationships, relationships. oh goodness oh. yeah honestly really because i mean obviously 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 there can be times where it is toxic and somebody's being fetishized and all the right. wrong things and people are saying oh now i know about the black community blah 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 like i mean right i remember straight up saying to him just because you're dating like because he knows what i'm and yeah. I said, just because you're dating me, don't think you know anything about black people. And he was like, oh. but you know, being able yeah. to say, some people can't say that to their internship partner. Like, yeah. call them out. I check him all the time. And he checks me too. You know? Right. And he'll question me about things. Because what's the point of being together if we can't be accountable to each other? Yeah. You know? And as much as I'm learning about his culture, he's learning about mine. He's open to it. But right now, we like, well, we have words that will like tell each other the different languages so like we know the different languages around each other and for me that's like a positive thing right if i date someone who's not interested in my language or my culture like mm. for me that's like a something i want so and that's there yeah so it's just yeah it's interesting <laughs> future plans Ooh, big future plans um you're studying law i am so studying scottish and english law which we'll see we'll see if i end up going down that route um at the moment i am trying to still get a feel of what i want to do in terms right. of like career-wise because i'm thinking you know financial independence just to be <laughs> put that out there and you know what I want my future to look like because I also yeah. love travel. So if I had yeah. something that was that allowed me to travel while working, like that would be yeah. super perfect for me. Um, so I think right now, the song that my friend is doing that's pretty cool. Um, I'm going to hear that. Yeah, I know. We'll see what he does with it. Um, it sounded he sent me like a track to listen to, and I was like, that sounds pretty nice. We'll see. And then I'm getting a personal essay published, kind of in an online design, so mm -hmm. Candid Magazine. That should be coming out soon. So I'm I'm doing like little bits and bobs just to get my foot in and you know feel yeah. firm on my feet and stuff. But I think big plan. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I think I'm really excited to be part of the United and just 
happy that yes, <laughs> you know, it comes along and you know you yeah. guys are doing such an amazing job you really are Thank you. so understated and i just i can't wait like i said to you like i can't wait to see where this goes and where it goes like i already have people you know who are messaging me after the first uh session and we're like tell me when you know stuff comes out tell me this tell me that so i'm like this is something people are hungry for so yeah definitely yeah. excited to see where it goes but hopefully maybe doing some gigs when covid is over yeah but that would be that would be really nice um and just yeah i'm thinking of different things right now i'm thinking podcast things different things so i think i just want to find my ultimate like poetry thing and my ultimate career thing because i'm also right. looking at business and like what i want to do in that regard because I want to do something with this degree, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so still thinking about that, but learning how to balance that. Yeah. yeah. But it's good that you're so focused on what you want to do in your life. I mean, you're only ni- you're only 19 years old, so <laughs> you I mean, you can still enjoy life and that is true. you know. I mean, I think like yeah. I, I it's funny because I think in my point of view, I don't take myself too seriously, but I think when I talk I come across as like this old soul, very, which is nice, right? That's quite nice. But for me, when I do things, that's my enjoyment. Right. Like, that's where I find pleasure and like being happy. But there are some days where I don't do anything. You know, I just no, sit yeah. down and I'm like, no work, no poetry, nothing. Just, you know, sit in bed. But when those days happen, it's like for a reason. So I think, yeah, I think. Because I had, you know, this whole thing in high school where I was going to do science, but I swapped to law. And that really just woke me up to life is never set path. Yeah. And all you can do is gather the right tools to survive it. <laughs> or even thrive if you can. Um, and go from there. So that's what I'm focusing on. I'm trying to get all the language tools, like even just financial literacy, all that kind of stuff that they don't teach you in school. Uh which is for real that could be another oh my <laughs> goodness year. we talk about life Seriously. skills i mean it really could be because i feel like you know especially coming into this world where there's so much possibility but if you don't raise kids with it it's like when do you have the time like me even learning about like investing stuff i have to really cut time out to be like no i need to learn this thing so that i can yeah. do it when i'm older and stuff but, yeah. but it's so good that you acknowledging these things now, yeah. you know, because so. <laughs> these things aren't taught in schools. Even so, relationship, like literally, even how do you know you're in a healthy relationship? Right. How do you know what kind of dependency tendencies you have? Yeah. How do you know how to deal with your trauma? How do you know how to not, you know, pass that on to the other people? How do yeah. you know not to receive too much trauma from other people? Right. How do you help yourself? You know, all those things, I just feel like they just, I don't know why they're left out. No. I understand Pythagoras can be important, but also learning, <laughs> you know what I mean? Learning and how, fractions. And fractions. <laughs> like, you know, learn, and not to like side maths and stuff because that's important. Yeah. But that's not all it is to be in a person. Yeah. And that, I mean, for me, that just projects, you're just a cognitive machine, just download the information directly, like yeah. that kind of thing. Whereas teaching you how to be, oh, take that like, like a holistic human being is, I don't know, where are they doing that? Who's yeah. doing that? Because I don't see it. I didn't experience it, you know, it's my holistic human being development probably came, you know, from like the foundation my parents set and stuff. And then for me also being willing to engage with it and also build myself outside of that, right? Because my parents aren't forcing me to do anything that I don't want to do, but they are, you know, providing the guidelines, you know, advising me when I need it and things like that. So for me, it's like, 
what kind of mindset are we cultivating in young people today mm. is it that you're just trapped where you are or that you know if you don't go to uni your life is over um i think that's such a dangerous right. one because universities are <laughs> that could be a whole other conversation but you know i yeah it's it just feels like they're under preparing you for life so that you're just numb to the point that you just go into a career and you don't think about being a human being exactly you do the nine to five you have That's your it. one day weekend <laughs> <laughs> but it is the way you assess it you know yeah. it's, it really is the one day weekend the saturday and you know it's funny because then on saturday we're like oh i want to do all my hobbies but you're too tired yes, exactly <laughs> or you try to sleep in and it's yeah but it's been so amazing having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you for imparting your knowledge on us. I feel like I learned so much from you, just oh. engaging in conversation with you. And I would love to do this again sometime. Yeah. Same here, same here. It's pretty Wait. brilliant. And where can the people find you on the socials? Ooh, so shameless, or not so shameless, uh, mm. self-pro. So Instagram at F-A-K-S-F-I-Y-I-N. That's right, facts feeding. Um, that's pretty much where you can get me. That's what I'm on. Yeah, and you can also look me up on Facebook, Fakunle. Um, I have like this blog piece I wrote once on Inner Peace, which I mean, it's available for everybody to check out. And uh, yeah, that's Instagram is the main place. And I'll be keeping you guys posted what I do. And if you ever want to DM me, like really, my reply might take a while, but it'll be it'll yeah, be yeah. worth it. Apparently it's, yeah. it's usually worth it. So yeah. um, she may be lost seen like a few days ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the concern, but I like, yeah, drop off. But it's, you know, I mean, for me, it's like, if anything, anybody takes away from this is find your own path, right? Find what works for you. Because what works for me definitely won't work for another person. Um, yeah. So don't, yeah, don't let this be like, oh, this person is like doing everything right. I'm really not. Um, but I am trying to learn every day what's good for me. And then keen to that kind of thing and do that. So, yeah. Absolutely, that's very powerful. It's like mm. you on your own journey. So I mean, yes, take inspiration, mm. but then try and shape your own yourself. life. Yeah. yeah, which I think is where the like you know I don't want an idol and somebody challenging me to do my own thing came from as well. Like, yeah, there's so many paths. <laughs> there's yeah. not just one. So find the one that's right for you and be confident enough to walk it. Cause yeah, I mean, with the relationship with even poetry, sometimes it's scary because it feels like you're not doing what you're meant to be doing, like other what people expect you to be doing. But if you're happy, then hmm. if they support you, they should be happy with you. Um, exactly. That's, that's bottom line. I'm so glad we've made shout out to You Belong and Itch It Out. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Ezra and Shruti, you guys yes. are doing brilliant work, honestly. Love them. Yeah. Amazing people. Amazing people. For sure. For sure. Oh! <laughs> Snap. It's, it's the Aries. It's our it's birthday soon. Oh my god. Which birthday again? And ninth, and you're the fourth. Fourth, yes. yes. Uh, it is Aries season. Yeah. Very exciting. Apparently, we're meant to be executing the seasons. It's our new year. Good. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, thank you so much no for worries. being on thank the show. Thank you so much for inviting me and having me. Thank you for listening to the Be United podcast. Find us on Instagram at, at Be United World. And you can follow me, Inga Dale, at, at Spoken by Inga on Instagram. Be inspired. Be connected. Be united.